0: We have to go back Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flix Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Jerry. And Grayson. I'm Grayson. I'm <laughs> sorry. Da, 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 Force da, da, habit. Da, da. We're friends to the end. It ain't you my friend? Okay, so uh with the animated tom and jerry just tom and jerry movie making its way to hbo max and theaters we decided to take a look back at tom and jerry colon the movie mm. oh what year did that come out mm. in Yeah, that's right 1992 because you didn't know it was a movie unless
1: the movie title told you it was which is a, a real double standard yeah. in the film community. Oh, yeah. Um you know, and that's why I really appreciate High School Musical the movie. Uh, the 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 series the 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 musical the, yeah. the series. Yeah. They tell you exactly what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> no guesswork.
0: Yes. Uh, and so we we have so much to cover because it's this is a property that has been around since Several precedents ago. Yeah, we're just
1: gonna say the war, yeah. and you can fill in whatever war that means for yeah. you. Yeah,
0: so there's a lot that leads up to this movie, so I'm gonna do my best to be as concise and as crash coursey while also being as informational as I can be.
1: And I'm gonna swoop in and derail <laughs> you wherever I can.
0: So, Tom and Jerry. Follows the titular characters Thomas Cat and Jerry Mouse um, apparently those are family names. Uh, first name Thomas, last name Cat, first name Jerry last name Mouse. Uh, they are the stars of a long-running series of short theatrical cartoons produced by MGM during the golden age of animation. So in its original run, Hanna-Barbera produced 114 Tom and Jerry shorts for MGM from
1: 1940 wow. to 1958. Which is why they're then specifically in this final final credit yep. of the whole thing was thanking Hanna-Barbera. right?
0: Yeah, and during that time, they won several Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film, um, tying for first place with Walt Disney's Silly Symphonies with the most awards in the category. Uh, and, you know... During this time, uh, like a lot of things in the early 40s, they had uh, lots of problematic and controversial uh, racial stereotypes in their uh, cartoons, and that's how old they are. They actually Uh -uh. have Whoopi Goldberg giving the, hey, sorry about the past animations, but we're going to show it to you just so you know, we're not proving it but we're saying it exists Uh, so Mm. on a lot of their collections of their earlier works um, they have the Whoopi Goldberg disclaimer uh, because later Warner Brothers would uh, acquire the rights to the whole
1: catalog of the Tom Jerry cartoons which is why it's on HBO Max now
0: correct Uh, And so it has gone through several eras after MGM Cartoon Studio closed in 57. Um, MGM revived the series with Gene Deitch. uh, And Tom Jones also became a creator uh, who did 34 Shorts. Um, And so through all of its initial runs through different studios... He had a total of 164 Tom and Jerry shorts, which were just, you know, the super short, kind of like Looney Tune-style animated shorts. Uh, and they have had several spin-offs. Uh they have several TV series, uh, the Tom and Jerry show in 1975, the Tom and Jerry comedy show from 1980 to 1982. Tom and Jerry Kids from what era other than the 1990s, running oh, all the oh. way from 1990 to 1993, The Tom and Jerry Tales, um, which was released from 2006 to 2008, and The Tom and Jerry Show from 2014
1: to present. Wait, so you're telling me the Tom and Jerry property? <laughs> yes. They got post colon titles of The Movie, uh-huh. Tales, and Show? First. And Kids?
0: And Kids! so we have
1: the first feature length film
0: which is this one tom and jerry colon the movie released in 1992 uh but in addition to that grayson they have had 13 direct-to-video films being produced since 2002 and if you thought i wasn't going to list every single one of them you are mistaken (laughs) starting with 2001 we have tom and jerry colon the magic ring tom and jerry colon blast off to mars Tom and Jerry, colon, The Fast and the Furry. Tom and Jerry, colon, Shiver Me Whiskers. Tom and Jerry, colon, A Nutcracker Tale. Tom and Jerry, they skipped the colon, Meet Sherlock Holmes. Oh, well, they were due. Tom and Jerry and the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Tom and Jerry, colon, Robin Hood and his Merry Mouse. Tom and Jerry's Giant Adventure, Tom and Jerry, colon, The Lost Dragon, Tom and Jerry, colon, Spy Quest. Grayson, Wow. the penultimate so far, Tom and Jerry, colon, Back to Oz. Oh, they went back. They went back. And Tom and Jerry, colon, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Grayson. Well, that (laughs) seems dicey. So... Uh, the, the through line throughout all of the Tom and Jerry properties is largely cat-mouse rivalry, uh, largely imitatable violence, and you have yourself something that you can make literally anything out of. So... That is the crash course of the Tom and Jerry properties. I hope that that caught you up, so that you can know everything that led up to everyone trying to make this film. So, throughout its, you know, tenure as a popular TV series and having tons of reruns that are just ratings gold, uh, there are numerous attempts to make a Tom and Jerry feature film, uh, mainly in the '70s after the reruns. Um, among the attempts uh, with Chuck Jones being involved uh, was when MGM wanted to make the feature in live action with david newman one of the writers who wrote bonnie and clyde to write the screenplay and for dustin hoffman and chevy
1: chase to star as the duo uh with who who would be which i'm gonna say, who would be which <laughs> is my question <laughs> my guess
0: is that it would be hoffman would be jerry and chevy chase because it's it's in his name uh, would be tom uh. Um, and so they they have tried to make this property into a movie, and they didn't. They weren't able to do it largely because they couldn't find a script that would be suitable for two characters who mostly don't talk. Yeah, and who are largely just committing horrendous uh, household crimes against one another. Ultimately, they uh, found a script that they were happy with, and with the uh, Disney animation renaissance happening, uh, last minute they actually decided to make this into a musical. It was a 90s a box office flop because um it had a budget of 3.5 million dollars and went on to make 3.6 million domestically but that is solely with in their box office um home media how i saw it was i think more successful but they they really tried to pull this movie you can't the last dvd release of this movie was 2002 Uh, And you cannot find it otherwise. Uh, It was released on VHS and Laserdisc. So if you have the Laserdisc, you probably have something that
1: would go for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Well done. How did you watch it, Ricky?
0: Oh, I watched it on Amazon
1: Prime. Oh, it was on Prime?
0: Uh, well, sorry, I rented it on Amazon Prime. Okay, I should say.
1: thank you. I was about to be mildly. I spent how much money? Uh, yeah, because I rented it on iTunes, yeah. and it was like for a dollar more you can own it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I'll rent it.
0: Yeah, and uh, and and the whole premise of this movie, and I use that term so generously Uh, the whole premise of this
1: premise or movie (laughs) every movie is a miracle it is Uh a miracle I mean it is well drawn Uh, let me say that so we're going to say some things here but let me start by saying it is incredibly well drawn oh yeah the the depth uh, and I mean we live in a in a time now where we're throwing back to the like the retro style very geometric flat but the solid figure drawing of the Tom and Jerry cartoons has been imitated emulated over the years yep. and this movie does the same as the classics so. I don't want that to get lost in anything we might say, but every movie is a miracle. It took a ton of people to make this. They made some strong choices, yep. and those are the choices that we're going to discuss now.
0: Absolutely. So so the premise of the film uh, starts out with Tom and Jerry going off on their own, just like any other animated short, and it starts out strong, because you're like, I'm watching a Tom and Jerry cartoon, uh, but after their home is demolished, only to
1: discover that they can talk. The talking. The talking. Now, I grew up watching Tom and Jerry. The talking threw me in a way that I didn't know I could be thrown. I,
0: I wanted... Because I, wanted, I knew this. I knew that they talked in this movie, and I did my best to preserve that experience. Because you can only experience Tom and Jerry talking for the first time once.
1: Yeah, I... um now I think I have seen this movie. But when I saw it, I think I was so young that I thought it was just a long episode. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. I don't remember them talking. And so when I saw the credits and it was like Richard Kind, I was like, "Oh, he must have just mm-hmm. done like the screaming mm-hmm. and the sounds of the grunting and all that." Yep. But I didn't realize it was it Richard Kind, Richard Kind. Um, which, you know, I'm not complaining. I love me some Richard Kind. Yeah. Like all the time, yeah. whether it's, you know, Spin City mm-hmm. or Clifford Or um, John Mulaney's sack lunch bunch. I love Richard Kind, but the when they spoke, Mm -hmm. it was tantamount mentally to Fred Flintstone pulling out a cell phone. (laughs) I just could not understand. Let me
0: let me just read for you. Like this this is a you know. Pull it out of the attic quote corner. I'm just gonna give you the ex- the exchange of dialogue. There's a so <laughs> okay. so Tom and Jerry they have their whole little antic. Their house uh, is destroyed, so they're just like walking down the street, kind of you know, like going at each other. And then a dog named Pugsy uh, says like Hey, you'll never survive on the streets if you if you if you act like that. You have to be friends. And so here's where it begins. Pugsy, hey, the name is Pugsy, what's yours? Tom, I'm Tom. Jerry, I'm Jerry. They both do a double take, both say, You talk? Tom says, Well, sure, I talk. Uh, what do you think I am, a dummy? Jerry, you said it, I didn't. Tom, ah, you little pig squeak, ayada. Hey, how come you never spoke before? Jerry, well, there's nothing I wanted to say that I thought you'd understand. And there still isn't. It's a lot. It's a lot
1: to take in. But it also raises the awareness that they didn't know each other's names. <laughs> They're meeting each other for the first time. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: So they encounter an orphan girl named Robin Starling who becomes the main figure in our story as our cat and mouse duo try to help her find her father who enjoys dressing up as Indiana Jones while evading her greedy,
1: evil Aunt Fig and her lawyer, Mr. Lickboot. And if you haven't seen the movie, a picture <laughs> um, Aunt Fig is like um, Ursula from Little Mermaid in a human yes. suit. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Uh, lick boot is about as greasy as his name would imply.
0: Absolutely. Like if you have a mental picture of him, it's probably accurate. Uh, and there, there's just a lot going on in this movie. And 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 here's the big thing for for what i have to say about this i grew up watching this movie a lot this was this even predates my ymca criterion collection this was like my daycare criterion collection like we watched this movie endlessly like i knew everything that was gonna happen before it even happened i actually re-looking at the movie cover art I remember I have like fan art of me drawing the movie cover like that's that's how often I watch this movie. Wow. Uh, yeah and I because I, I was a big I, I loved watching Tom and Jerry and I like Tom's yell specifically is always funny to me. Um some of my favorite gags is anything that like <laughs> Tom uh, just like gets hit on with something and then he just exclaims out and he just gives like the most like mic peeking yell that is just iconic.
1: We've done a few of those yells on this podcast we um. have
0: <laughs> and, uh, and and it was good so I, I watched the movie a lot and watching it this time, I realize, and maybe, uh, you know, there's another podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made? And they reviewed Space Jam, and almost none of the people who were on the show had seen Space Jam. So they're just watching it with fresh eyes. I assume this is how they felt watching the Tom and Jerry movie, because I've seen the Tom and Jerry movie. I know what happens scene for scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's going to be, like, some kind of clown or something, and it's a puppeteer. I'm just like... That's right. And then I realized, wait a second. This is the exact same character from uh We're Back a Dinosaur Story. Like it's the it's the same character. Uh by digress. But I realized I'm like none of this makes sense. Not one choice in this movie makes sense because it's called Tom and Jerry the movie. Uh-huh. You have a story about a like the characters are a famously bickering Cat and mouse duo who are always going at each other. Uh Tom, anywhere Jerry is, Tom shows up and ruins things. Anywhere uh Tom is, Jerry shows up and ruins things for each other. They are always in uh they always have opposite goals or don't want the other person there at all. Yeah, it's like if Roadrunner fought back. Exactly. And so it's that's a perfect example because there's also a reason why there has not been a feature length. Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner movie because it's so difficult for that to be a ninety-minute story, which I think they kind of learned from. Because based off of their again, just to remind you, thirteen movie <sighs> anthology that they had like
1: earbud numbers.
0: <laughs> I feel like they kind of figured out like, hey, if we can have like some kind of. A story and Tom and Jerry are also there and they don't speak. We could we could kind of make yeah, it we work. Could,
1: we could do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because when I read for the first time ever, Tom and Jerry and The Wizard of Oz, yeah, could, I said to myself, yeah. there's no way. And I watched a trailer for it, Grayson. And let me tell you, it's a way. It is they they literally found a way to basically uh take a movie and just mm-hmm. add Jerry <laughs> to it like that's that's it but it works it's it's predictable but it's reliable Kristen there's no better time than now than to introduce a new segment on the show which is called head cannon the movie head cannon the movie <laughs> Headcanon is a part of the show. Where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. My biggest piece of headcanon for this movie, that also, by the way, has a video game. Whoa. There's a Sega uh, Action Master System video game for Tom and Jerry, the movie. Uh, you play as Tom and you chase jerry throughout several levels while jerry hinders your progress laying explosive traps and going under platforms my biggest piece of headcanon for this movie is that the uh that this is essentially
1: do you remember the movie shark boy and lava girl i have heard of it i have definitely never seen it though
0: so in the very beginning it's, it's a robert rodriguez movie in the very beginning of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, there is this disclaimer that essentially says, uh, disclaimer, my kid wrote this movie. Uh, so the story was conceived by Robert Rodriguez's oh,
1: that's right. thin yeah.
0: seven-year-old son, uh, raised Racer Rodriguez. Uh, so he gets a story by credit, but they essentially just, how I received it, pre-apologized for this movie, saying, hey, my kid wrote it. My kid wanted to write a movie. Uh, here you go. Uh i headcanon same uh, but also that this is just basically like uh my headcanon that this is just tom and jerry fanfiction like that's what i feel like it reads as mm-hmm. um and not to say that detrimentally to any fan fiction. I've read some really great fan fiction. But it's 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 also using the logic of, hey, I don't have to abide by any of these rules because, you know, whatever, why not?
1: I mean, there's a freedom to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very liberating. Right. This was written by Robert Rodriguez's kids. <laughs> I buy that. Uh,
0: if I were to have a much kinder uh headcanon... I would actually say that my headcam for this movie is that this movie establishes the Tom and Jerry uh moviverse mm-hmm. for um Tom and Jerry essentially being Muppets in the sense that the Muppets are real people who will put on a typical show like the Muppet Show, but they are also themselves actors and performers who perform in their own material. Um and they they've established as like Bugs Bunny, They're like, oh yeah, all those Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like they have like a behind the scenes like, yeah, that was before I was a big Hollywood star. And like he is a character who is acting in these cartoons, kind of like how they established in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. These tunes, um exist in a toon world but the shorts and the cartoons that we see um is basically their own little hollywood system so this is tom and jerry's big movie break and so that's why we don't see them as slapsticky as before because they are tom and jerry as tom and jerry
1: no that makes a lot of sense they are entertainers my my headcanon uh did more of like a crossover headcanon here where um, the house that they move out of at the beginning is the house from up if yes. Carl and Ellie had both remained alive, basically. Like, if they had grown up, had a kid. So, that means the lady at the beginning is Carl and Ellie's daughter, which would have Aww. been, I want to say, Andy's aunt. I forget how oh, that worked because of the postcard yeah. in Toy Story 3, but there is a relationship there. Um right. Which is also interesting because this is basically the same plot of Toy Story, right? Like Tom's hatred of Jerry caused him to miss Moving Day. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I've seen this. this. This looks familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, I also I'm a lost wrote, toy! I lost toy! But my real headcanon was that Aunt Fig is the Bette Midler character from Hocus Pocus. Yes. Uh, she has red hair. She's mean to mm-hmm. animals. But the main mm-hmm. thing is when she's on the bridge, she says... Coming to take you home in that sing song way just like Bette Midler's character. So yeah. I mean it's the same. She's a witch. Reality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's just head true right there. All right. Now we're gonna go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast. we remake. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? So here's here here's here's my pitch for my own Tom and Jerry movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. I need no less than, mm, I'll say, $50 million um, just for the production I'm trying to accomplish here. Uh, So, you know, what you've done so far is really good. I really like the concept of having them be 2D but 3D. I love the style. Here's the story. We basically have Tom and Jerry, The Mystery. Okay? Okay. And so, uh, because basically, I want to have an unofficial, official Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but within the uh, Hanna-Barbera Turner-verse. And it's all Tom and Jerry. Uh, And so basically, copy and paste clue, but it is Tom and Jerry and uh, Droopy Dog... (laughs) Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned the Droopy Dog cameo. Oh, so what, uh, I remember! I remember when I saw that moment. Like, I remember either an audible cheer from myself or from several kids around me. But like, seeing Droopy Dog was amazing.
1: The universe is expanding. <laughs>
0: uh and i will also like to see roger rabbit make a cameo in this movie but basically Mm. it is a hanna Barbera esque world mystery but with real people as well and um that's it like tom and jerry kind of insert themselves into these mysteries uh i also think that it'd be really fun to take on the premise that they have done with all of the other again 13 straight to DVD movie anthology of Tom and Jerry by doing what they are doing with the current Tom and Jerry movie Mm -hmm. but just re-releasing movies in the Warner Brothers franchise but add Tom and Jerry to it. (laughs) I'm talking I want to see Zack Snyder's (laughs) Snyder Cut but add animated Tom and Jerry to different scenes and, and just make it happen. Like find a way to do it uh, and it's just like, it, it just becomes like that becomes a new Tom and Jerry shorts. It's just it's uh, it's normal scenes uh, that's in the Warner Brothers uh, catalog. Like we re like so we we re release Burton's Batman, but yeah, add Tom and Jerry. Add to Tom it. and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, the Tom and Jerry cut. Ah, uh, I just I would love to see that. Just you see just you see just any shot of just like Jerry just like walking out getting a little tiny newspaper like just make it happen because it would it would be amazing.
1: <laughs> you know, they are kind of like superheroes in their own right. I mean, their ability to regenerate alone yep. is uh, worth their place in the Justice League.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You're going to you're going <sighs> to want that skill when you're trying to recover some mother boxes. Let me tell you. <laughs> We live Ugh. in a society where we need Tom and Jerry. Um, no, I, uh, I 100% agree with all that. I can't stop thinking of Zack Snyder's Tom and Jerry now. <laughs> <sighs> Please, release release the Tom and Jerry Snyder cut. Yep. Um, for my recast and remake, I, I recast a Hollywood power couple that um, has the same kind of... Stain power and frenemy antagonism that we just can't look away from. I'm of course yep. talking about Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. <laughs> I want them to be Tom and Jerry so badly, even if it's just uh, like a staged Broadway musical production. Yes. Where they just put on a headband to be a cat and a mouse. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in for it. I mean, I was getting some uh, Oliver and Company vibes as well. Yeah. Um, so I could see them leaning oh, yeah. into that. On the musical side, uh, for the recast, I took it one step further. And for Robin's dad, that would just be Tom Selleck. I mean, that mustache alone for, demands for sure. it. 100%. Uh, if you took it on a totally different, um, we'll say phase two of a Shyamalan project, I think having, having a story where it's the pet owner's side, Tom doesn't care at all about being a lost pet. You're a lost mm-hmm. pet! Mm-hmm. Yep. But if we were following the story of a woman who moved and lost her cat, and then at the end it's revealed that it's Tom and Jerry... I think audiences would stick around for the next movie just to see how it resolves.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I love that.
1: I also have expected them to just call this movie, Jerry and Tom to mess with the audiences. <laughs> Cause at <laughs> no point do they ever invert the names. Like Robin yep. always says Tom and Jerry, like she's aware of the property. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, yep. And maybe just that's what we need to break the formula. We just need Zack Snyder's Jerry and Tom.
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And now we're going to go into the final segment of the show where we like to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the 1992 movie, Tom and Jerry,
1: the movie? I recommend Tom and Jerry, the movie, because, I mean, don't let the 13% on Rotten Tomatoes throw you. (laughs) Haters gonna hate. Double digits. You know what? It is double digits, and I feel like we've done lower, um, and still positive, because this is a really funny movie with unexpectedly dark turns, but it is a masterclass in visual comedy, art of the gag, and that's... When it really feels like the original source material. It's like a series of episodes strung together, which is exactly what it needs to be to honor you know what they're referencing and what they came from uh it has tremendous musical talent as well we didn't mention any of that but um you know it was recorded at Abbey road tom and jerry the theme was recorded by the london philharmonic orchestra it has a lot and, and mancini as well there's a lot of great talent behind this richard kind i've always been a fan of uh um if you're going to have you know, a voice of a non speaking, traditionally non speaking character, he was a, a great choice to have for this. Um, but ultimately, this movie is about the power of friendship and the danger of superficial biases. Like, that is what they're fighting past, and they realize that there are bigger problems in the world, and the only way that they're going to survive is with each other. Uh, and that's. Uh, A a timeless lesson. Um, There are great visual gags as well, in addition to just the scenarios. Like, I love the, during the song with all of the, Scrappy street toughs There's like a billboard that just says rude things Like I'm sure they labored Over what to put on that billboard and they're just like You know it's actually funnier if we just do Rude things Um, So gags like that I really appreciate And that's why even though it was an early 90s movie it has Much older comedic sensibilities To it so uh, I don't think that makes it feel dated I think That makes it feel timeless And so uh, you know, we have a new Tom and Jerry movie out, um, but Tom and Jerry as characters really are timeless. They never age. They, you know, they can't get hurt, and their feud will go on forever. And I think there's something refreshing about that consistency. So, if it's been a while or you haven't seen the Tom and Jerry movie. Uh, Tom and Jerry, the movie, then go ahead and check it out. I I think it's going to be just the right balance of nostalgia, and uh, it's oddly comforting. Um, And uh, yeah, plenty to laugh at as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, as someone who grew up watching this movie a lot, uh, this has a, a very weird place, nostalgically for me, because I love watching this movie, but I feel like this is the first time i actually watched the movie <laughs> uh and so i would recommend this movie because it is it is fascinating to dissect what makes uh, a franchise tick uh cuz this also came out in the era of uh like the jetson's movie uh, do you remember that or even the live action the flintstones movie oh, yeah. and so they um all of these properties are just you know let's make the movie version of that thing that your parents grew up with and you did by proxy because they grew up with it huh. uh and uh the Scooby-Doo movie and the Scooby-Doo Zombie Island all these other things like the the whole Turner uh animated backlog uh had a resurgence a huge resurgence in the 90s largely thanks to Cartoon Network uh and so that was my exposure to these properties for the first time. And uh, I, I think that going back and looking at a lot of these classic cartoons, it's just I mean, they just have such a such an interesting international appeal uh, because, it, you know, largely these cartoons, especially Tom and Jerry, they don't speak for the most part. Yeah, you don't and have to dub them. You don't have to dub them, and also like pain is universal. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Uh, and physical comedy is universal, and you know these different dynamics, Uh, and so they cross, uh, you know, cultures and language and uh, so many different uh, backgrounds. That I think that Tom and Jerry will always have a space uh, in pop culture, even if it's not uh, as you know, broadly broadcasted to like everyone, like everyone knowing, like, hey, I'm gonna watch this Tom and Jerry marathon because it's the only kids thing on right now. Uh, like I did when I was growing up, and you know. so I think the movie is definitely worth watching and just seeing how um, how it clicks with you. Because I, as someone who grew up watching a ton of Tom and Jerry, I loved watching more Tom and Jerry, and now uh, as an adult, I can look at this more. Uh, a little bit differently and be like wait a second how does this fit with the whole tom and jerry franchise but also to see like what makes them tick because mm-hmm. like when tom and jerry was on i was having a great time i love their banter i love their back and forth i love how they uh still had their bits and i wanted more of that uh and so for the time that they are in their own movie uh it's a good time and then everything else is like okay cool i <laughs> I, I guess we're also here. It's like getting on um, on Space Mountain mm-hmm. and then winding up somehow in the Hotel of Horror. It's just like, I, I thought I was in a different park, but okay. these are separate. I, okay. Uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> and then you get back on. It's like, oh, okay. This is a thing. <laughs> and then you get back into the pirates is like, okay, I... I was really sure that there wasn't, like, a, a fast pass for these multi... I, I feel like we made the wrong that turn Space somewhere.
1: ghosts, don't overthink <laughs> it.
0: Uh, and so somewhere is a recommendation for the 1992 movie, Tom and Jerry the movie. And that is our review of Tom and Jerry Colin the movie. Let us know what you remember about the 92 version of the Tom and Jerry movie on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback flicks and it would mean so much to us. Like, I, I'd say um, at least five glasses of milk and cookies uh, uh, if you mm. could uh, leave us a rating and review. It really helps the show to be seen by people uh, by steamboat uh, or by aeroplane. Yeah. Uh, two aeroplanes through two different uh kind of you know flying environments yeah uh, really
1: any kind of passersby
0: it, it does yeah, help it, yeah. it, it reaches out to all those people so on a scale of one to five milk and cookies how would you rate this podcast hmm. and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and really
1: time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. With "Coming
0: to America," oh, love the title. Yes. No notes, you're doing it Too right. Fast few, yeah. <laughs> we are going back to the original, the 1988 "Coming to America," starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, and it's just gonna be a good old time. So grab your passports. Yeah, welcome to America. <laughs>